Hello and welcome to the Snap Foo Podcast. My name is Jay Wang, aka Justin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kaima, aka Kin. Kaima, how are you doing today? Uh, doing pretty well. Uh, hey, Justin, what is Galactus's favorite planet? Galactus. So he said, what does he say? He says, kneel before Galactus. Or what's his favorite type of planet? The ones that he can destroy? Thin crust. Thin crust. Like a pizza. I... But a pizza is a planet? <laughs> no, it's like a like a thin crust pizza, but he likes thin crust planets because he eats planets. Oh, geez. He, yeah, because he destroys them or eats them. Like he, okay, like someone could destroy pizza. He consumes them. <laughs> okay, there. That's okay. I get it. Okay. If you're new here, SnapFu is a podcast about Marvel Snap, the 2022 mobile game of the year. It's the game we all love to play, watch, and have engaging discussions around. And that's why Kaima and I are here today. We dive into anything and all things related to Marvel Snap. Now, before we begin, please remember to give us a like and subscribe, a rate and review, but most importantly, to just sit back and enjoy the show. So we are in our new time slot. It's Thursday night. It's about 9.30 Eastern. We've had, we just had the OTA, but we also had a new card this week. Why don't we jump into the new card first? Sounds good. So who is the new card? The new card is Iron Lad. And Iron Lad is a four energy, uh, six power card that has an on reveal text of copy the text of your deck's top card. Now, do you know who Iron Lad is? He kind of looks like Iron Man. <laughs> and his, his card <laughs> animation they recycled from Iron Man's like little hand, you know, the hovering. Yeah. But no, I don't know who Iron Lad is. So he's actually a younger version of Kang, Kang the Conqueror. So really? Yeah, he's a he's a variant from a very peaceful uh, multiverse universe. Um, and then one of the evil Kangs comes and visit him and tries to like get him to become evil. And he rejects that. So he decides to become Iron Lad to go back in time and correct everything the evil Kangs have done. I'm so confused whenever there's time travel involved in any <laughs> plot line. Because is it time travel like parallel dimensions time travel? So is, I mean, what I think this is character is trying to say. I mean, every or time the same dimension. Well, like how the multiverse. So it's like a different multiverse, right? So, but okay. he goes back in time okay. to a okay. different multiverse. So he's from the. Actually, I don't know which universe he's from, but there's different types of universes in the Marvel universe. Um, so this was like an Earth where it is a reality where like the Earth never had the Dark Ages. So it's been a very, very peaceful like existence. So that's why when Kang comes and he's like, hey, I want you to become like me and become a conqueror. He's like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm a nice guy. So he decides to go back in time and fix. He's so horrified by like what his other selves have been doing that he mm -hmm. goes back in time to try to fix things. Or to like different universes and so forth. Yeah, because the Kangs are from different types of universe. So yeah, the yeah. theory of the multiverse is like when you change you make one decision, it splits off into different, like, the, the, yeah, the cause and effects are yeah. like expanded across the universe and the many yeah. universes. 
Yeah. So like me, like say like moving the mouse to the left, there's a universe where I move the mouse to the right and then so forth and so forth. Um, yeah. So that's how Iron Lad is actually king. That's very interesting. I wish, or I wonder if uh, they considered making a, a big bad at some point, maybe, but maybe, but I think they're saving that for this other card this month. Um, Which we'll cover, you, of course, on the pod next week. Did you get Iron Lad? So I did. I was um, one of those people that stay up while the timer in my shop changes. And I purchased him and I immediately threw him into the same deck I was already using, which is this um, Dark Hawk, Black Bolt, Stature, Spider Man move type deck okay and it was it was okay but that i got to be honest kind of bored yeah um playing it then i just started throwing him into decks where you put a lot of good five cost and six cost cards with him right um and hopefully just play him when you have one of those cards still in your deck for good effects and there's been some um like for example iron man doubling yeah because he already has iron lad has a base power of six or black panther is another good one uh another power doubling but base power six right captain marvel so ability to fly around but out two of captain Marvels. Yeah, I don't. That's it. On paper, it seems like it might be good, but they act independently of each other. They don't act together. Right. They don't know that each other's on the board. And depending <laughs> on the order of how they trigger, it might not give you the result you want. So, yeah, I also got Iron Lad. And I put him in like an ongoing deck with mostly like double dinosaur and claw and uh, onslaught and so forth. Um, but I forgot that I oh, had onslaught. I had Green Goblin in that deck. And the first time I played him, he flew to the other side because Green Goblin was my next card. And so you gave them an iron one. <laughs> yeah, I gave a them a, a free six power card. Oh yeah, he didn't change power too. That's right. That's the distinction. Yeah. Yeah, I like how he doesn't he keeps his stats. Yeah. Of whatever he copies. And because of actually needing to know what's in your deck, I've this month playing a lot more in PC than I normally okay. do. Like using a deck tracker? Yeah, using the untapped GG uh tracker, which is pretty good it's pretty easy it just runs in the background yeah i have the free one until they maybe choose to sponsor us maybe we would <laughs> not have the free one have some paid one but no no that because i don't i can't it's especially when i'm tired i'm always just like it's like is storm still in my deck or who is <laughs> yeah. the last and then i decided then to just make um i made a deck with just uh, Domino and Quicksilver as my one and two cost card. Okay. And the rest of your cards are like big Because cards. I know I'm always going to play them on one and two. And then everything right. else was like five and six. I, I, yeah. have to, I don't have to worry about him drawing like a bad card. Yeah. Um, I found, so this season I found like a lot of like uh, Rock Slides and Korg who put rocks into yes. your hands. Yes. And like nine times out of ten, Iron Lad will copy a rock. Yeah, but that's not like a bad. <laughs> 
the worst thing. I don't I mean yeah. sorry, it, it is the worst thing in terms of his outcome. Well, but Green Goblin he is. is a okay, fine. So like <laughs> <laughs> Green Goblin or Hobgoblin, right? Yeah. But as a four six base is still better than half, more than half of the four cost cards, as we like said before on this pod. Uh, what, when he, so what I uh, did, did you, sorry, did you have a case where you had American Chavez in any of your decks? Uh, no. So there's an inter interesting interaction with the rocks, which I read before, but it never had it happen to me. So when somebody, so Chavez, when she's in your deck, she's at the bottom, right? Right. If somebody shuffles rocks into your deck, okay, it's, it's a proper deck shuffle. So then Chavez might not will will not be sorry, could be at the bottom, but will not stay at the bottom because of her ability. The rocks shuffle the cards, so she oh. might be at the top. She might end up at the top. Oh, I see. So, so like it's in like the game before. she starts at the bottom, right? She starts that's right. Oh, okay. And then as if someone corgs you, right, even if it's just one rock, your okay. whole hand gets shuffled. Oh. She could end up at the top. Right. And then I played Iron Lad thinking, okay, I'm going to get something good. Yeah. Not knowing that he was going to cork me, but I'm going to get something good. <laughs> yeah. And then I end up getting Chavez. And I thought, right. like, how am I supposed to get Chavez? Is supposed to come turn six. I'm turn four. Oh, it's the rock. How is that happening? Because the rock shuffled you, put Chavez at the top. You don't draw her, but she's still at the top. And it's the same thing as before, where it's dealing the second card to you. Oh, okay. That's terrible. <laughs> I know. It's a little like it seems like that's the counter now in some g games where you know, before turn four, do a, a if Iron Lad is prevalent, do like right. a shuff rock shuffle into their deck and maybe mess them up. Yeah, I was going for the um, like the big gamble at the end. I would play Iron, Iron Lad like turn six with invisible woman so i put her under invisible woman uh and then on turn six of this copy whatever is at the end of left. my deck yeah you like a one in three chance of getting whatever's left yeah so i i had to put invisible woman because enchantress is everywhere and because i was playing an ongoing deck as soon as they saw that they would put enchantress down who removes on reveal removes all ongoing abilities so when I put Invisible Woman, she has an ongoing ability as reveal the cards last. So an Enchantress hits her, but not the cards underneath her. So I've been using that as a shield. Oh, that's an interesting way to do it. Because it, yeah. yeah, it hits her. Everyone else is still face down. So yeah. they're protected. They're protected. And they're all ongoing. So even if they threw down Cosmo, you're fine. Because Invisible Woman, what's the answer? You put Enchantress, who stops all ongoing, or you put Cosmo, who stops all uh, on reveal. Yeah. Actually, so, that's... But then, so that's working out for you. You stack... Who else do you stack in there? Uh, whoever I get. So if I get, like, Claw, or I get, like, Double Dinosaur is a good one, and it protects them from Shang-Chi, too. Um, or, like... Yeah, whoever you want. Onslaught, Iron Man. Yeah. And then you kind of bait out their enchantress because they kind of wasted it on the invisible yes. woman lane. And then all your ongoings are still fine. Yeah. And they can't blow them up. 
somebody double enchantress me with a absorbing. That was oh my god, that happened to me. It was so annoying. <laughs> he, it happened just once. I thought, yeah, I'm safe here. He's not gonna. Nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, because he he burnt his enchantress on that lane. I'm like, I snapped, and then he played absorbing man. I'm like, oh my god, I can't. Like, I couldn't believe it. That's I thought that only happened to me. <laughs> I haven't seen too much absorbing man to be honest this season. It's been a lot of rocks, yeah, dark hawk. Black Bolt, Stature, all the same crap. Yeah. From last season. But okay, so well, sorry, one more Iron Lad interaction that I saw, or uh, I saw Harry, uh, Ordinary Harry post in a deck. Okay. He, so Brood, which is a 3 2, right? Has an on reveal of um, add two more Broodlings of the same power. Oh my God. So if you Iron Lad Brood, you get. Iron Lad, and then you get two more Broodlings of six power, not not two power. Oh, I thought you get three Iron Lads. <laughs> Wait, let me make sure. Yeah, so, is that, so you is get that for the four. Same you get, I let me think. I don't think so, because I know when you use Bast on Mysterio, who makes so Bast makes everybody three power. When you play Mysterio, all three of his illusions are three power. That's right. So I'm wondering if Iron Lad copies Mysterio. Maybe 666. I feel like it won't because of the... Because the illusion is zero. Like What's making it six, though? Nothing. There's no Um, outside effect making it six. It's just... Okay, we'll have to test it out. The way I read it, well, it, yeah, it's it's just Good. swapping Mysterio's stats with Iron Man's stats, and then you, it gets it gets played. That's how I read it. So then that means it's six, the real one, right? And the others are are zero, because it, the text says make three illusions. One of them is three power. No, it right? doesn't say that. What was the text say? As for Mysterio's text, it says, "As you play this, play right. illusions to other locations. Disguise this as an illusion until the game ends." So the number, the power, is not anywhere in the text. Okay. Okay, we'll have to test it out because I'm not sure. Yeah. But would it be better than? It would be yeah, because you spread them across, right? Spread across. Okay, fine. If, if it yeah, works. so it's if like it works. Doctor Doom six six six. Although Doom I, bots will be five, I know that. Yes. Because I copied Doctor Doom before. Yeah, Iron I Man. don't. I don't think the Mysterio clones are going to be six. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, and as that was a good and in, interesting interaction, uh, that I saw, but. No, it's yeah. That's kind of. I think he's he's fine. He's not overly broken, right? At least not yet. Um, he might get the enchantress treatment if he proves to be too much too broken, which we will maybe segue into. 
Um, so Enchantress. Well, okay, let's just we'll go through the um, the OTA changes, which were released earlier today, quite late. Uh, might I add, uh, especially for those here on the east Eastern time, it was almost what was it between like four and five Eastern when they I think um, revealed the changes. Right. So the uh, four cards were tweaked in terms of their cost and ability. Right. So I'll go ahead and start with the first one, who was Drax. So okay. Drax um, was previously 4-5 and is now going to be a 4-6. And his on-reveal read, if your opponent played a card here this turn, plus 3 power, that's old, and right. now is uh, same on-reveal, but plus 2 power. Okay. So he is now, from a 4-5 on-reveal plus 3, is now a 4-6 on reveal plus two. So if you guess right, it's the same power. Right? If you guess right, it's still eight. So before he was five power plus three, which makes him an eight. Um, and this one, he's six power, but it's only plus two. So it's still eight if you guess correctly. But now if you guess wrong, he's at least a six power. Yeah. And then six is like that number they like or the four cost cards that make them part of like this upper tier. Right. And the, the wording here is that there was, um, I'll paraphrase, but there was lots of uh, new decks coming out with the re release of Nebula, sp specifically around how the Guardians of the Galaxy crew were interacting. So, you know, Groot, Gamora, even Rocket were getting better uh, stats or better uh, play statistics. Right. And they thought Drax could use a little bump. So now by doing so, um, cards like... Oh, it's funny. They they list cards like White Queen and Rock Slide. Uh, but Rock Slide got a bump down from six. So um, Yeah, we'll talk about that. Oh, so before we move on to Rock Slide, let's think. Dude, I, I've been a victim or been recipient of Drax uh, this season. I don't play him much. Yeah. Four sixes. Yeah, it's like if Iron Lad, you hit nothing, or Dragons, you hit nothing, you're it's the same card. Um. So I played this, I played against this one person. So he was playing Guardians of the Galaxy. So they get power if they, if you play in the same location as them. And mm -hmm. he got me every single time. He hit me with Rocket Raccoon, hit me with Drax, and then he hit me with Gamora. Like this he guy has to read on me. Yeah, I like know, a you, just, you gotta stop. <laughs> and then what did he did the guy have Nebula on board? Yeah, yeah, Nebula. That's on usually board. how they do it, or um yeah, the scattering report he read he read you read it before <laughs> playing you, and then he just acted on it. Yeah, I he, just, got, he got the, the bonuses are like too much to overcome if you get four in a row is just sucks. Like you can't yeah the how you call it the pace at that point it just feels bad man <laughs> yeah you just like play a different game go play zelda <laughs> yeah by the way zelda got very good reviews i heard I'm interested to take a look this is the new zelda game for nintendo switch for anyone that uh yeah. 
knows or cares but we'll 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 focus on snap for today so the next card that was changed was uh rock slide right so do you want to go ahead and uh do that one so rock slide was previously a four cost six power card uh whose text was on reveal shuffle two rocks into your deck um so this was good synergy with dark hawk who gets plus two power for every card in your opponent's deck um but they found he was pretty strong so instead he is now a four cost five power card with the same effect so yeah because everybody is playing like rock slide and dark hawk so i guess they felt this nerf was necessary um but I mean, still four or five is still pretty good, and you're mainly using him for the effect of giving people rocks, anyways. So That's it's right. Not too bad. Well, so like he went from a, being a card that basically nobody played before Doc before Dark Hawk was made or released, right? And nobody right. really played Rock Slide to him being in the Zabu Nation era <laughs> was was everywhere. Yeah, and even after the Zabu toned down, is still more or less everywhere but well, after like other things like uh taskmaster red skull stuff got nerfed right like he um yeah i always thought of him like if you have dark hawk on the board and you play him that's he's 10 points because he adds the four six for himself and then he adds four like you said to dark hawk right that makes him a 10 a 410 and 410 i think is um is above average and oh by the way that reminds me so i did a couple of weeks ago i did that thread on the um, trying to calculate an average power that when shanna distributes right or herself plus the minions okay and it um after doing the math and they were doing the stats it's she herself is four three one drops on average should be six so she's a 410 okay on average like on average okay but now with the this was before nebula okay and we have howard next week and kitty pride presumably so adding in these three cards which are lower than uh two power right or power it is but on average will be lower and i had a the the mistake with sunspot uh, as a typo but anyways, I redid the math. I was gonna release it, but I'll I'll spoil spoil it here on the pod for the listeners. Shanna is now four nine. Let's put it that way. Okay, on based average. on like the extra one cost cards. Yeah, at least these like the four changes I have to make to my data set. So, Rock Slide now is also a four nine. If you think about it, if assuming Black Hawk is on the board, right. So maybe I think they're sort of. Sn- second dinner knows this mm-hmm. and maybe they're trying to like make it all match and make everyone even and happy of okay. course there's like the math or the take the fact that one takes up more board slots than the other but um yeah they've it, 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 he reached rock slide reached some threshold of too many people playing the card yeah so like the way the math works out, it, it will line up with the other four drop options too yeah, I, f- I feel like a lot of the OTA changes are either based on everyone's playing this card or nobody's playing this card. So we yeah. nerfed the cards that 
everyone's playing and we bump up the cards that no one's playing. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing to do. As long as no one back to back <laughs> back to back weeks gets changed. So I still expect to see Rock slide around because there's no other way to enable no better way to enable Blackhawk. Darkhawk, sorry. Right. So Yeah. Does the one point make a difference? It could. Especially in the, I think in the so. locations, the doubling power situations as well with Shuri or uh, Shuri's lab. The amount of games I've lost by one point is a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you'll yeah, be thankful for these yeah. changes. Okay, so here's another one point, one power situation difference, and that is Enchantress. Oh, yes. So Enchantress is on reveal, remove abilities of all ongoing cards at this location and she was so she was a 4-4 and she got bumped right. up to a 4-6 and now today after today's OTA she's back down to a 4-5 right and the dev notes read enchantress has grown in popularity since our buff to her two weeks ago which was expected and while we're excited by how much more she's affecting the meta she's become one of the most played cards in the game which is a bit over a mark Right. We're optimistic that a small nerf to four or five will put her in a good position going forward. And then they admit it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm calling this season the season of the witch because like the first two weeks, everybody had enchantress, enchantress this, enchantress that. Yeah. Well, I was guilty of that too. Like even if there was no <laughs> ongoing cards on the board, right? And it was my turn four, and I didn't, I had no other play. I would still just play her versus just skip and save her for uh whatever like it like four six it's fine like yeah yeah four six is what drax is now right so it's like guessing wrong with drax four six is still pretty good but now she's a four five so it's a little little more balanced i guess do you think drax will be the new enchantress i don't <laughs> think enchantress so will be the will, will be the drax now unless no, you you're still, like you still need her ability ultimately like to get rid of yeah. the ongoing so yeah her, her main play is this kid running ongoing that's because everybody's playing Darkhawk so everybody started playing Enchantress and so forth and so forth yeah and the Zabu and <laughs> and 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 yeah so well, hopefully this helps out a little bit because I'm a little tired of getting Enchantress everywhere yeah I so. think I, I all I have felt when they changed so when they buffed Sam and it changed her, I felt that they took it up a notch too much with her two weeks ago. So Yeah. But they wanted to guess C and they, they did they saw. <laughs> well so they saw. They, you know, yeah, so now they're acting. So it's good. They're acting on it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I feel like everybody just put enchantress in their deck. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh okay, and then the last card that um was changed was was this guy right here for the video listeners i have my <laughs> son i stole my son's venom figure that's a cool toy so yeah he's got lots of these when he lets me i have i can take them down here and share them with the listeners our viewers but <laughs> the old venom so venom was an on reveal card that had a text that read destroy your other cards at this location and add their power to this card so he's still going to do that, but he's going from a 3-1 now to a 3-3. So Eddie Brock is back in this now. 
Were people not using Venom? Because I've seen a lot of Venoms like on ladder. Well, the dev based on the dev notes, if you compare him against the other uh, destroy activator cards like Deathlock and Carnage, right? Venom was the least used uh, of the three. Okay. And then, except in there's this edge case where he was, uh, I've had this happen to me where he was with a Taskmaster deck, so you would play Venom on five, and he would eat a big powered thing and be like whatever. 16 power and then you play taskmaster on six so okay. there was that that kind of uh style but right. otherwise based on these dev notes um he wasn't seeing too much play outside of that hmm. so so they're giving him the enchantress treatment give him just two power and see what happens <laughs> yeah I, like i've seen people like have venom eat up a whole bunch of big cards and then play arnim zola Turn six and split the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another. Yeah, sorry. That's yeah. another. That's annoying because that's the 50 50. You don't, if you can't, if you don't have the right card to stop it, then you're guessing. Am I, am I going to get Arnhem or Taskmaster? <laughs> yeah. It's always the one you lose to. I don't know. Like, where I, in the past for me, I played, where would I play Venom? I was going to say Death Wave, but that doesn't make sense. Um, no, never mind. Or may I, we use them in a Nimrod Destroyer Galactus type deck, right? Maybe we'll see. We'll see that. I always felt that being a one power, he would suck. It would suck that he doesn't get too much. Like he, ha you have to have a lot on the board already to make it worth playing him. Yeah, like if you get Nimrod out earlier you can just eat him and then split him up with arnim zola and eat him again just nimrods everywhere yeah so base power i'm looking at the base power of the three cost cards there's how many six times three there's 18 oh three is about the halfway average so he's now above with the average bunch yeah three one is a little uh low but three three seems pretty high. Yeah, sorry. You mean three one is low? Like okay, yeah. like here are the other three ones in the game. Bishop. Okay. Makes sense. I mean that's yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So Bishop is a three one that has a after you play a card gains this gains one power. Right. Gambit is a three one. Gambit okay. destroys a card on reveal after discarding a card from your own deck. Right. And sorry. Patriot is a three one ongoing your cards have no abilities your cards with no abilities have plus two power rogue is a three one steal an ongoing ability from a random card right at this location and wolf's bane is a three one with an on reveal plus two for each other card you have so all of these cards have ways to put more power adding power on the board yeah venom is not adding power on the board that's Venom true. Is, Venom it's the is same power. The same power on the board and consolidating it into a single, I guess, location card slot, which yeah. you could argue has value. But you're kind of asking to be shang chi Yeah, like, exactly. You just put a <laughs> sign up. Yeah, please yeah. blow me up. Right, yeah. So now, like, he's a bit more, like, giving him the two 
power, it's more aligned with, yeah, cards like Debris, Doctor Strange, Juggernaut, Killmonger. These cards don't have really ways to add power on the board directly. They just sort of interact or do stuff to the location. Yeah, that, I guess that makes sense. So like, yeah, Doctor Strange, right, moves cards around. Yeah. Same with Juggernaut. Killmonger destroys cards, so that's taking cards off the board. Like, yeah, yeah. Because he's not adding power by doing different things. All the other three one cards have power the being ability. given. Except for Gambit, I guess. But Gambit's destroying a card. But you're taking away power, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so Venom's not doing that. Yeah. Huh. Maybe I will try Venom after this. <laughs> well, it's a good way of eating, like, um, the hood. Right? Oh, yeah. Because... It won't be as drastic now when you. <laughs> yeah. Because hood was what? One cost negative one power? Uh, negative, negative one? Two. No, negative, negative two. two. Yeah, so now he'll at least be plus one. And plus he can eat Mr. Negative, who's a negative one. So Okay, so those were the, the cards. So Drax, Rockslide, Enchantress, and Venom. Those were the, the card changes that were announced with today's OTA. And then we got a bonus... OTA change, which was um, surprising for me. I didn't expect them to have the ability to do this, but they've made changes to some of the locations in the game. Uh, not so much adding new ones or or taking new or uh, adding sorry adding new ones, but so more so the frequency of which locations will appear. And these are the feel bad, feel sad locations that nobody likes playing <laughs> in because they're considered not fun. So there's there were seven locations um, adjusted to be to appear less frequently, right? Um, and these are, well, just read them alphabetical. Uh, Adelan which is a location that reads after turn three, shuffle your hand into your deck and redraw the cards. That's annoying. Uh, yeah, I never liked that one. <laughs> only, sorry, only if I'm playing Darkhawk do I like that one. <laughs> yeah, because most of the time, like, oh, I have the perfect combo and then this shows up. Like, right. come on. Uh, Krakoa, which was a recent new addition to the locations, is the next, uh, which reads on turn five, takes over and plays both players' cards for them. And that's another. It's all these like locations that you, you don't get to play. It's someone else playing for you, or you just cannot play into it at all. I mean, it's not even take over good AI. It's completely random. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to whatever they do. No, not good. And uh, turn five is important. So yeah, I mean, you could argue. No, yeah, like you could argue all the turns are important, but turn five is more the more important than say turn one. Yeah, I agree um, with that. Uh, so this one is, we're discussing what the correct, correct pronunciation is, so I'll try. And I'll say Lechaguila? Lechaguila. I, I think it's Lechaguila. Lechaguila. Ah, that sounds better. <laughs> Lechaguila. Which is a location that has text, after you play a card here, shuffle three rocks into your deck. 
So this is another Darkhawk beneficial like type of location. If you can get your opponent to force them to play into this lane. Yeah. Um, the next one is Morag. Morag is you can't play your first card here each turn. That's annoying. It's annoying. I don't mind it. Right. But um, it's probably the least of the three of the seven. Yeah, like there are ways. There are ways to get stuff in there. Right. Yeah. It just what's it called? It gives balance to the type of decks. If it's playing the type of deck where you're playing one card per turn deck, yeah, this location is bad for those decks, and it's just bringing that kind of balance versus like a zoo or bounce where you're playing many cards per turn type decks. Right. And this location doesn't really matter as much. Yeah. It actually helps you, right? So that's why I like it. It doesn't. It's not adding cards to your deck or playing it out for you, but still second dinner based on, I guess. Feedback from the community deemed that Morag needed to be thrown into this bin here. So we'll see it less often. Um, so that's that's four: Atalan, Krakoa, Letraguilla, and Morag. And then how about I'll let you, you you can go and read off the last uh, three here. Okay, so the next one is Plunder Castle, which is only cards that cost six can be played here. Uh, so Plunder Castle is like the opposite a, of Morag. Yeah, it's sort a castle of. in the Savage Land, and it belongs to Kazar's brother, who is known as the Plunderer. Uh, so oh. not, yeah, I don't know why it's only cards that cost six that can be played here, but that's what it is. You think Plunder's gonna be Plunderer is gonna be a character in the game then? Probably. Yeah, why not? If they can have Howard the Duck, they can have anybody. I think Howard the Duck is probably one of the more obscure Marvel characters. Plunder will be like a six-six. Give your six cost cards <laughs> <as> plus six. <laughs> or, or he'll be like, uh, like, like Shauna, drop a random six card here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that would have. But how could you make that card there if that was the case? Or he would have to have a low base power, maybe. You're know, like six-zero, right? No, no one's gonna play of six zero, and you only get one random, two random six drops, maybe. No, two random six drops. What would be a bad one if you just got Arnim Zola? <laughs> six see. zero, six zero. Arnim Galactus in like a lane that cannot be activated. Yeah. yeah. Or, or the worst case scenario is okay. Maybe he's not a six cost card, but. If he's but then any... he can't play him in his own castle if that's the case. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, technically he's not there anymore because Kazar kicked him out, so it kind of makes sense. Oh, okay. I didn't realize uh, that. Okay, so the next one is Sanctum Sanctorium, which is the safe place for the Sorcerer Supreme and whatnot, and it says cards can't be played here, which makes sense. A safe place. Um... There are ways to get cards into here. It just says can't be played here. It doesn't mean you can't place cards here. So you can get cards here with Squirrel Girl. You can use Dr. Doom. You yes. can move Jeff in there. Anybody who can move actually can go in there. Yeah, movement cards and the cards that have the word added or add. So that right. those two verbs, the games, the game treats differently. So played versus add. And you can add cards to Sanctum. And that's 
how you uh, or you can do stuff like call it call like you mentioned earlier claw and mr fantastic where they're yeah buffing locations next to them adjacent to them right i never liked this one and that's why um i was not um where i bought jeff right because jeff basically this is like jeff doesn't care about any of the stuff right but now so now that this these locations come up less are going to come up less frequent maybe there's no need for jeff or jeff is less useful now in your deck well there's always need for jeff right Professor X, <laughs> Storm, you know. I think Jeff, I, I like Jeff. He can go anywhere, so doesn't matter. Nothing matters for Jeff. Um, the next location is Subterranea. Subterranea reads, shuffle five rocks into each deck. So this is pretty annoying uh, because who wants to play I've had games where all five of my card draws were rocks. Yeah, that's crappy odds. And I've had that happen to me too. Uh, and what can you do at that point? Like you can you you could still play them in theory. <laughs> that's what are you gonna <laughs> Yeah, if you yeah, if you play um Patriot and power up the cards. Um but Subterranea is is this place that is underneath Marvel's Earth. So it's like underground, where Mole Man lives with a bunch of moloids. So I guess that's why there's rocks. Mole Man. Okay, I'm remembering from my like son's book or children's books. I think I've seen. Remember the he, art almost. Sorry. Yeah, he's like an enemy of the Fantastic Four. So he has like um he controls like a bunch of like moloids that live underground. So yeah. I guess that's why there's rocks. Same with Lechaguila, which is actually a moloid city. Uh, underground, so that's why I guess there's rocks. But like, there's so many things that like add a rock here, shuffle rocks into your deck, fill this location with rocks, rock, rock, rock. Um, so yeah, I'm actually glad Subterranea went away. Have you found that like this season uh, you're getting back to back locations? Yeah, you mean like back to back games. Yeah, like you'll get Subterranea, and the next game is Subterranea. Yeah, I've had that uh, in the the leftmost lane. I feel that's where it happens, or at least where I'm remembering that it happens. Yeah. Obviously, I don't have the tracker data to like uh, substantiate some of this stuff, but it it feels that it's happened enough that I've noticed it. Like, I've had two TVAs, which ends the game on turn four, like back-to-back. So I don't know. So maybe it's in my head. St- st- statistically, okay. So I there was a datum on that was released today uh, about how the locations get put into four different bins, right? To determine how frequent they'll come up. So I didn't know if you assume that there was. Um, no waiting then it's one in 200 chance of getting a given location so tva so if you got that two in a row what's one in 200 is it's like half a percent right the point yeah sorry oh my god half a percent times half a percent that's 0.25 percent 
chance of getting TVA twice in a row. And even lower if you want to think about getting it on the left both times. Anyways. Yeah. Um, Very strange. But this per who, uh, who is this guy? So Cam Best retweeted Torkin Snaps for crediting this data mine. So this is like a snap.fan, I guess, uh, contributor. And it was uncovered that there are f these four bins, common, uncommon, rare, and ultra rare. And these have weightings against like a score against how frequent or not a location will come up. Right. Um, and he, uh, maybe over at snop.fan, they have the list of like which locations are common, which ones are rare, etc. Well, he went over here like so which one? Ultra rare and rare. Okay. So Krakoa now is going to the ultra rare bin. That's, that's good. And that's a 0.27 chance of appearing. So that's the same slot as uh, World Ship, which destroys both locations, right? I think so. And then more going to rare now is Morag and Plunder Castle. So that's 7%, I believe. Okay. And then the rest are going to uncommon. Adelan, Lechaquilla, Sanctum, and Subterrena. Subterrania and uncommon is 30% or 23%. So it says there's three ultra rare locations. So I'm assuming that's World Ship, which again destroys both locations, and then Ego, which takes over your game. For both players, and I guess now Krakoa. Yeah, good call. I haven't gone over to um, the site to know. Well, let's count. So 58. I feel that this. Oh, no, there is a 200. Sorry, there isn't 200 locations. There's 100 locations. There's 200 cards. Sorry, I'm. Whenever I do the rough math on locations and cards, I get them mixed up. So there's, for easy math purposes, you just do 100 locations, it, it, even though now it's like slightly more than 100. Right. And for cards, it's 200, even though, again, the real number is slightly over 200. Okay, so if you add up all these numbers here, 58, 31, 16, 3, that's 108 locations. Sorry. So far. So you had that, what was it, TVA twice in a row? Yeah. So point one, one percent squared. Point zero one percent. Now point zero two five, or zero. Yeah. Still, <laughs> it's it's pretty rare. <laughs> I didn't. I'd be curious to see the breakdown of this. I guess we you can head over to snap.fan. I'm sure they. I would hope that they publish this. If not, then it sucks. Uh, if they choose not to share it, but. Like I think TVA is probably my most hated location. That me tells me you're not playing zoo type decks that have early power. No, <laughs> big card late game, late turn. Yeah, like I have yeah. some smaller cards, but I need to draw them. And the worst is when TVA shows up in location three. And you're just scrambling. That's a good point. Like it's a there's a difference on what turn it faces up and then you can yeah. have like a chance to react more yeah because so, you're basically your whole plan's like out the window <laughs> yeah 
uh, yeah, and then you have to change. Like even if you, have, if you have those cost cards, like oh maybe I'll play this later. And <laughs> turn three's TV, I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's like, no later. Figure right? something out. Yeah, there's no later. Later is now. So I think I think that's the location I hate the most. The other ones I can sort of deal with. Even like ego, I love snapping on ego. Snapping on ego, I think, is a fun thing to do. I do it. I'm after hearing other podcasters and content creators talk about it. It's just like for the spirit of the game. Yes. I don't even if I'm losing. Yes. On turn five, and I'm gonna lose. I'll just stay in the game fine, and I'll make up the cubes later. But it's just we, you, I snap, or you snap back, or vice versa, and we'll just we'll play it out and see what the stupid ego wants to do. You know what would be a good location? Like um like a Stanley location where this game nobody wins cubes. It's just a fun fun round. No win. Imagine no that if that was a real thing. <laughs> That'd be cool. It's like it just takes the pressure off. It's like oh, okay fine. This one doesn't matter. Let's play it out. See what happens. Right? I think that'd be fun. Right? No win, no lose. Would people retreat at that point? No, you have nothing to gain or lose by retreating. Yeah, it's just fun. Or do you have nothing to gain or lose by staying in? Yeah. Except your time. <laughs> yeah. I, I would play it out. Let's see what happens, right? Or like everybody gets like two cubes. <laughs> there you go. You get a participation awards for everybody. <laughs> there you go. Just like keep inflating the economy. <laughs> that would be fun. Okay, so with the talk of inflating, uh, so creating more of a commodity, in this case, the cubes, than, um, than what maybe not originally intended because it is intended for this to happen, but when there's more of something in the ecosystem, then it devalues that thing. And where these creation of cubes comes from is the form of bots. So we talked about like bot play through Krakoa and Ego and even Agatha. Right. But what about the bots as the trying to mimic or mask themselves as like players? Okay. You're talking about like in-house in-game bots. Yeah, the ones that like second dinner have acknowledged that it, they exist because of their they have like a matchmaking goal where no one has to wait more than like five seconds to get paired up with another player because they're right. always talking about you know ex player experience and and quick games yeah and they're all they've also said publicly officially that um they're going to do their best to hide the fact that it's a bot because you don't want to know that you're playing against one because it doesn't make you feel good yeah like, oh, say, yay, you know? <laughs> right so by the way like this is a summary it, marvel snaps on um has a good article on on this bot um observations and findings that was howling minds that put that together so i um i came across it because he made a post on or somebody who was it bootman there's like a google doc or google sheet floating around with a somebody or collection of people have written down names of players that they've faced right and whether or not they think it's a bot and there used to be like older methods to 
tell instantly that it was a bot. Like the name of the player was a giveaway because it was just a simple one player name with like a day one avatar situation. Mm -hmm. But now the bots today and like now we're, you know, eight months since launch. Wait. Seven, okay, seven, eight months since October uh, public release. Now the bots like know how to emoji back. Yeah. They know how to snap. They know how to retreat. It's really like with um, some of these behaviors, they're very like human like. Yeah, they're learning. But then there's also the dead giveaway like playing into uh, the location that, what was it, that like destroys your cards. <laughs> yeah. Or playing, um, what was another one? Like you can't play here past turn four, and just yeah. not not playing in that location, or playing into bar of no name where lowest power wins. Uh, have I seen that from a bot? Maybe. It's just like now the only thing or the one thing I use to tell if it's a bot is if it's very questionable plays based on the locations because they've I think that's one consistent agreement with the community is that they have trouble reading certain location texts properly mm -hmm. and like it's like was that an agatha that i just play against or just a <laughs> bad bot yeah so. or like it could be like a tired player i've done silly things yeah it could be me or you like some <laughs> yeah. parent with like three kids and you finally like the ever all the family commitments work commitments are done and you just want to play snap yeah and you're half asleep, and you can't you be bothered to read the texts or the like any <laughs> of the cards, and you just like screw this. Yeah, you play it here, it's like lowest power wins. Oh, that's not right, it's the wrong one. The amount of times I played, I've done that before. Yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> say anything about that bad about that because I've done that before. Yeah. And then hitting end turn, and there's no undo. Where's the undo? Where's like <laughs> no undo? My Bec God. Because like there's end turn, right? But you know. You've already hit that if you're tired. Actually, the other type of really cheaty bot, I, I haven't come across this too much because I stopped playing Kang. Right. But it was the bot that would know that I'm playing Kang. So it okay. plays some completely BS nonsensical, like Squirrel Girl turn six. <laughs> okay. And then might so now my Kang is gone. I'm like, okay, he's going to play Squirrel Girl. And then he drops like, magneto and death and i just like where the hell did that come up yeah <laughs> yeah i've had the bait out bot happen on kang with me before that sucks yeah because how would he know you're playing kang right exactly so so that's this article like the uh howling minds he, he tried to classify the bots into these buckets like a cheating bot weak bot uh, a real player that might be a bot, but it's hard to tell because it's only the name. Right. Um, and then something called a Marvel, which I'm not sure what that is. But uh, anyways, weak bots are the ones that are hilariously bad and very obvious with their play styles. The cheating bots are the ones that like, like when you're playing someone, they could be playing a Guardians of the Galaxy deck and then just every turn, ra <laughs> raccoon you first turn. Or no, we're not, no, Nebula. Yeah. Raccoon, Groot, Drax, Gamora, like every knows exactly what you're gonna do every turn. Oh, maybe that's playing a bot. Wait, would it know? Does it 
Would it? Could it? Yeah, I guess it could though. Of course, it's a bot. It can know anything. It's cheating. Yeah, because it, it would know like know where you're gonna play that card. Because once you play the card and hit end turn, it knows where you're playing, right? Yeah, and then because it's a bot, it can just do whatever it feels like doing. Yeah, it's like they have Daredevil every turn. That's true, and then instantaneous, like it can do all the math. It knows, and then optimal, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that's no fun. Yeah, I, I feel, I see why it's necessary because I don't. The flip side is what you just continuously pushing play game. Can't find an opponent because of MMR because no one's living your time zone that's awake because because right. because, or just jump in a game and you can start dropping your cards and having fun so yeah i'm i hope there's enough growth or it's sustainable to a point the new player growth that they don't have to have too many bots yeah i i feel like people are joining all the time new people are yeah new players I think I was the player the opposite. I thought I thought it was uh, going down. You think so? Well, I'm going off of anecdotal because they, they don't release these numbers publicly, right? But the be next best sort of uh, maybe numbers that could correlate to that is um, people that watch the game on Twitch. Okay. So if you look at there's charts. I wish I got this ready. So we didn't work. We're planning to talk about this, I guess. <laughs> but anyways, they were, it's a declining trend since launch. Okay. So if you draw, if you want to assume there's a correlation to how many people watch this game on Twitch to, to how many people are actually playing it. But like, I don't, that data point doesn't, um, how you call it, uh, resonate with me. Like, I basically never watch any game on Twitch, let alone Snap. And I play yeah. this game. Yeah, I Except play this game. I, I watch uh what's it? shout out to safety snapblade. I watch his Twitch sometimes. Maybe, maybe the people that were watching on Twitch have now decided to play. Yeah, because you can't play and watch, can you? Yeah. Maybe maybe like, okay, I've seen enough of this game. Now I want to play. And maybe that's why they're not watching as much on Twitch. Exactly. That'd be very confusing to watch a Marvel Snap game on Twitch and then try to play a game. I would have no idea what's going on. It's it yeah I've, <laughs> I'm of that. Um, my brain gets will get too distracted and I won't be able to focus on either of them. So I'd prefer yeah. just to have only one version of the game open, which is the one I'm trying <laughs> to play. Yeah, I can barely do the math and the reading comprehension as is. I don't need two games to pay attention to. I think um, what was the other metric? It was a similar thing. It was like they infer data from oh from Steam. Steam users, Steam downloads. Okay. Because they do post that. And, like, again, me and you, we play mostly on our phones. Right. I, I, my data point, me as a player wouldn't be in those data points. Right. So it's not capturing, like, the subset of uh, the player base. Also, summertime, people are out more. Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah. So, Warming knows? up. But you can bring your bring your yeah, phone yeah. to the park with you, and while your kids are running around, just sneak in a quick game of Snap, right? That's that's what you need. You need the phone data, <laughs> right? You need the Apple downloads or the uh, the Google downloads. 
Yeah, I think that's available, or it's not publicly available, but I'm sure you could pay. There are services out there you can pay and get this. Uh, get after this, but I think it's well. I have you know I have a couple of friends that play Magic, and they've been so they're in this world of card games, you know, right. random number generator turn based card games, and they don't want to play Snap because they've heard from their other Magic friends okay that it's kind of expensive to play this game if you want all the cards doesn't have to be <laughs> right well, there's that argument but it's also it's not a false statement yeah and and you know i thought about it and i um it's that like once you get past that um i think like series three complete yeah it's really fun in the beginning getting all series one, series two cards. I remember that feeling too myself. Yeah. The progression track, you get them more frequently, the cards, I believe. Right. And then you hit a wall after you hit get all series. I think even as you're collecting series, you're not series three complete technically either, but you get them less frequent. I am series three complete now because oh, you are now. Yeah, once they drop down, like every season, the cards drop down to series three. Um, I open them on the collection level, so there's maybe only like three, four cards um, that I need. So yeah, by yeah. the time I play the season out, I usually get all of them, not including like the random series four cards that you can I open. See. Like I just got Ghost for no reason uh, out of is a, she crate. a three now, or is she four? She's a four. Okay. She's going to three next season, which means I'm already like completed one part of that. Plus, you yeah, get the free card, so like you get the free card, and then you can open them on the collection level, right? So, like I've been series three complete for a while now, and all I buy is the seasons pass and saving up collector's tokens. Like I think it's just a matter of deciding what to buy. That's that's all. You don't you don't need all the cards. You don't need Snowguard to win. That's you really true. don't. The emphasis of like <laughs> Ben Broda said this a lot. Like it's it's the process of like collecting the cards. We don't I don't want to make a card game where everybody's supposed to have every card. Yeah. Um, or if I guess if you do want that, you have to pass the wall of the money problem. Yeah. Like you don't need all the cards. Like the I would say look at the data mind. See what's coming up. Save your collector tokens. Make an informed decision based there on you your own play style. It's not even like what other people are saying, right? Just because something works for somebody doesn't yeah, mean that yeah. deck works for you, right? Exactly. Don't go on TikTok and see something <laughs> and get FOMO and buy yeah. it and then and then have Snowguard left with nothing to <laughs> show for it. Or no, who is it? There was a card lost. What was the other bad card? Oh, Stegron. <laughs> there's so, there so <laughs> many bad cards last month I don't remember or like all of them right like yeah uh, yeah it's yeah it's just play your own play style with the cards you have the cards you want you don't need every single card to help you win like even if I took I feel like if I took the best deck and try to make it work it doesn't work for me it doesn't fit my particular play like style play, yeah the yeah. way you think about the game the way you think about how others play the game that's right yeah so you have to know that, and you you should be able to get a feel for that using the season one, two, three cards, yeah, um, that that are available because you have all the archetypes there. 
Um, but at the same time, it's not fun get it's not fun getting Galactus everywhere. If no, but to counter it or play against it with. You can just so what I've been doing with Galactus is the only I only need two cards, maybe three. Two cards. You know, you know when Galactus is coming, right? Playing as or playing against? Playing against. So you okay. know they play Wave, right? Yep. Or they play Electro. Yeah. And then they snap. You know it's coming, right? Yeah. So then you have to guess. Or you look for the you look for the empty lane, right? Yep. Sometimes there's only one empty lane. This is what you play. You play Invisible Woman, and you play Shang Chi. You let this oh. sit there. Okay. If they spider, your, yeah. That's my that's my big. So when I see it coming. I play Invisible Woman and I play Shang Chi, and then if they don't Spider Man in, I get another turn, right? But that way, like they won't blow up your cards because you reveal last, so you can actually put like Death in there, your own Death or whatever big card you have left, and you already have Shang Chi in there. So whatever they put there, they get blown up. So I've had people like blow, like put Galactus on there early. That's an interesting counter. I've never, I don't think I've read or seen anyone counter Galactus like that. It's typically like. Give them a goblin or obvious or cosmo is the obvious one. Um, yeah, I, I found yeah, yeah. this one because I've been saving Invisible Woman like for later play because I don't want her to get Enchantress. And when they Galactus, I'm like, okay, Invisible Woman, Shang Chi. And then they play Null, and then they play Death. Yeah, and then they give me the Miss Marvel <laughs> thumbs up and they go snap question mark, you know, yada yada yada. And then they get blown up. That's a good counter. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. It doesn't work all the time. So I found that talky Galactus players will snap when they have the big cards. That's what I find. So that's when I leave the Shang-Chi in there. If they're leaving it at one, they're not snapping at all, then I put a big card in there. Oh, I see. Got to change yeah. it up. Like If I have a chance to put a big card in there, I'll put one in there. But, you're, you're, but your big card will still be protected. Because of by invisible woman, woman, anyways. So that's the best good. counter is invisible woman, Shang Chi, death at zero. That's the best counter that I found. Yeah, it will be hard to beat that if you have a Shang Chi. Just waiting, and nobody really expects it. Like, oh, he played something else, but no, I know you're playing Galactus. Okay, you can tell. So yeah, that's what I've been doing, and those are like invisible woman and Shang Chi are cards that you can readily get. Or, you know, just leave when the animation comes up. Right. Yeah, I know that we talked about this last week, but I still found myself when playing. <laughs> you want to play it out, right? Oh, I just want to see. Like, oh, maybe Iron Lad will get me something good. Yeah. No, it's and, a rock. And then, and then Spider-Man. Like, I can't <laughs> even play Iron Lad. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, just end the turn. Just walk away. Just escape. Yeah, if, if, you don't, uh, if you don't have the walk. counter, just forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I uh, so like this, yeah, first time user experience. So that's this is a term that uh, came up again. Uh, ben Brode was in the news, if you would. He was featured on this pod, a video game podcast called the Fourth Curtain Podcast, and we'll I'll share the link for that, and I'll uh, maybe I'll write a short thread to summarize it. But so the co-founders of Second Dinner, Ben Brode and Hamilton Chu, appeared on this podcast to talk about second dinner and talk about snap um there were some i recommend everyone give it a listen i think it was about an hour ish uh episode but i'll add in or give my you know favorite outtakes 
and things that I learned from listening to them uh, speak. I haven't really heard Hamilton speak publicly that much before, to be honest. Uh, ben Brode, obviously, yes. Right. So that was a good uh, expo getting exposure to that. So um, I'll just do a quick facts, quick thing. I don't remember in what order this was in, but this off the top of my head. So the, the name Second Dinner, do you know, or if you had to guess, do you know where it came from? Or if you so, had to guess? You know, the funny thing is, I didn't know that Second Dinner was the name of the company. So I remember I was talking to you. <laughs> I was talking well, I to you say. early on about the game. And yes. you, you were talking about, like, you know, buying bundles and stuff like that. And you messaged me, yeah, Second Dinner needs to get paid. I just thought, oh, that's an interesting term. Like, you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's just, a, you know, like a oh. saying, I didn't know that was the name of the company. You so thought I it was thought... from a, a 70s game show TV. Game <laughs> yeah, show I host. thought like second dinner has <laughs> got to get paid. It's like, oh, I, I guess he means like the employees need to eat or something like that. So, winner, winner, chicken dinner. No. So I, <laughs> I have no idea where the name comes from. So they shared a story. So them two were co-workers at Blizzard right. working on Hearthstone. And when it it came time for them to make their next move being second dinner so okay. first of all that whenever they talked about it they're very careful to say like we never talked about this while we're at blizzard everything right. was done outside of work we promise you <laughs> uh, like the, nothing we did or like right now it can be owned or be claimed like it wasn't on their computers it wasn't right. at their building offices it wasn't during working hours right you're, you're telling me they sat next to each other and never discussed marvel <laughs> snap so the story is that they would do their regular work day, go home and do their family thing and dinner. And and then after, you know, kids were in bed, they would go out and meet and have a second dinner ah. to formulate their next steps. Okay. Okay. That makes sense now. They would grab another bite. So this is uh, what they were doing frequently leading up to their eventual departures and blah, blah, we know the story. Right. Um, so he shared that story was shared and I thought like, Oh, that's a cool story. And that <laughs> name has resonates or has like some meaning tied to them. So that's, uh, that was cool. Yeah. It, I, I, when I heard it too, I just kind of thought like, okay, whatever, that's a strange name for a game company, but whatever the game is fun. I don't really care. Yeah. That's cool. I want a second Wait. dinner. Yeah, we should. Hey, we should get the pod to get sponsored by our local establishment. <laughs> we'll record it there while we're eating. Yeah, there you go. Live there. on site. There we we're all recording this always anyways after the kids are in bed. So where's our, where's the food? <laughs> okay, so another um, interesting. So that's the story of Second Dinner, its name. The Another interesting thing that they talked about was this. Uh, the first time user experience. So I sort of touched on that uh, um, previously, but they used an acronym to describe it and the, this it didn't do a good job or explain it to the newbie listeners like myself. So they, first time user experience, if you write it as an acronym, acronym it would read F-T-U-E or in game, right, in game <laughs> speak uh, talk, game designer talk, they say Fatui, Fatui. So the, the, the you know the the hosts were complimenting them on having great fatui and what was going into your minds to make such a good 
Fatui, and I didn't know what Fatui was, and I had to like spend. It took me a while to find it, but then I remembered on the um, GDC talk that Ben Bro gave. He also referenced it, so it just jogged my memory for a bit. But they, um, yeah, these guys just sounded like um, obviously they're video game players, but they same with us. It brought me back to the time where like, wow, what is this game? Okay, like going through the steps, going through the wizard, the tooltips. Okay, it's very easy to understand. This is fun. I want to get more cards. I want, what do these numbers mean? What does that number mean? Yeah. Right? Um, so Fatui. And there was... <laughs> ben Broad was talking about taking uh, where he worked before joining Blizzard. And they they they, pick, they poke fun at this. And I, huh. it might be true, it might not be. But it was... He was working at a pizza joint um, before leaving that pizza joint and being offered a job at Blizzard as a QA tester in the evening shift. Okay. So he thought, you know, why not? He he knew some of the, the people. He, he had an in uh, with some of the people already. Right. And then he was playing games and he was already awake. And he likes, uh, but it was going to be a pay cut from his pizza job. But he still took it. <laughs> so I don't know if, if it's true or not. But I mean, there's that the, the common like stigma or or saying is that in the video game industry, if you don't necessarily work in it to become rich, yeah, per se, you work, you do it because you like making games and you like playing games. Yeah, you hear horror stories of like long hours and like deadlines and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I, I, yeah, I guess like. It meant doing what he loved, right? I guess yeah, he's... There you go. Yeah. yeah. As long as he's happy, right? He's willing to take that pay cut. So either Blizzard didn't pay so well at first or that pizza joint paid really high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? He was getting cash tips. You don't have to. <laughs> and maybe it was a piece of delivery man getting like tips and stuff like that. That would be pretty high. So there was, um, yeah, those are just some sprinkle tidbits. I'd recommend everyone to check that out, give it a listen. Um, was there one more I want to share? I can't remember. I, I, these are like the ones that stuck out to me most. And he talks about what he did at Blizzard, his time there, uh, recording. Okay, there was one, one of his first jobs, or in his early days there, he had to take screenshots that were used for marketing purposes. But this was back, he was working on something called StarCraft Ghost, which I had to look up what the heck it was. It's like, okay. a, it wasn't like traditional RTS StarCraft, I don't think. It was some other type of, um, like a platform game. But okay. it was for like PlayStation and other consoles. Huh. Yeah, like you've never heard of it, have you? No, I haven't. I know StarCraft, I've never heard of StarCraft Ghost. Yeah, so from the screenshots, it looks like a, Tomb Raider, Resident Evil type, you know, game. Oh, okay. Uh, if I'm looking at the right one. Anyways, he was taking screenshots of this on console, and he was just describing the pain in the ass process back in the day to do this <laughs> because of uh, resolution reasons and networking challenges. And it's not just like the simple what we have today <laughs> with our phones and our desktops to make it like a very easy thing that anyone can do yeah it's good old old school it's like still yeah. printing stuff on dot matrix printers exactly made me feel <laughs> old 
no yeah so that's again the pod their their pod our pod check it out we'll put some notes in the show um Kami, you have anything else before we we sign out here uh no just keep on playing and climb that ladder yeah we got two and a half more weeks left in the season two more cards we have likely a patch next week so pat on a patch week we don't get otas right anymore um and then that leaves one thursday left in the month for an ota yeah lots of good stuff to look forward to i want howard the duck yeah i think i'm gonna save my money for him i'll let you buy him and i'll just kind of sit <laughs> on the sideline i'm not gonna jump in yet okay howard the duck and high evolutionary high evil for sure yeah yeah all right so then for the listeners out there if you've made it to this point we want to say thanks again whoever you are wherever you are whatever you're doing while you're listening thank you again for taking the time to making us part of your day and make sure to tune in again next week at the same snap snap time time. same Same snap snap channel. channel stay safe and snap foo thanks guys